There are plenty of questions about retirement planning, like how much income do I need, or will it really cost $300,000 in healthcare when I retire? We'll answer some of those common questions. Pre-retirees ask advisors on today's show. And now, Wealth Over Taxes with Kevin Sullivan and Robin Whitlock. Well, hi there. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and this is Wealth Over Taxes with Kevin Sullivan and Robin Whitlock. They're advisors of Infinite Wealth Advisors. They've helped hundreds of clients plan for their retirements. We did the first show last week. We're back at it again. Robin and Kevin, welcome to the show. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. All right. So what do you say we dig right into it, okay? This is on everybody's mind, and we're talking about inflation and putting a plan together. So the first thing I want to ask you, Kevin, is um, we know it's important to have a solid plan in place when you retire. Now, we, we put together some answers to the most common questions, and of course, one of the big things is inflation. Is inflation really a big deal? Seems like an easy answer for even I know that one. <laughs> Sure. I, I mean, and, and it's a it's a good question. I, I think the broader question is, is how long is inflation going to last? Inflation uh, essentially reduces purchasing power, meaning that your dollars today will buy less tomorrow if inflation is moving along at a clip of eight and a half percent or so or whatever it's running at today. So there are lots of ways to look at that to see how that impacts you. For example, if you drive a lot, to work. So if you have a long commute, you know, inflation has affected fuel prices. And so it costs much more to fill your gas tank up. Are you trying to buy a house? As interest rates go up, um, you have less purchasing power. So if you are getting a mortgage at, you know, in 2021, when you could get a 30 year mortgage at 3%, and today that mortgage is at 5%, uh, you're going to have less purchasing power. So the same payment that you would be able to qualify for is going to buy you less house because of the cost of interest. I bet you the uh, uh, the supply of ramen noodles is going up uh, among college kids quite a bit these days, huh? right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very sure of that. Um, I think that, you know, one of the big things for retired people is Social Security. Uh, and, you know, you, you sort of hear the the rhetoric about how well, we were going to see an 8.4% increase in Social Security in January, that is probably pretty factual at this point. However, um, you're also going to see an increase in Medicare uh, premiums, so you're going to have a lot of that get offset. And I know Robin has spent some time looking at that. Yeah, that's funny. I was just going to mention that, too. Yeah, I saw that, you know. So, yeah, we'll all get a little bump in our Social Security if, you, uh, if you're if you taking it. But you said it's going to be offset by uh, by Medicare uh, premiums. I don't know that it'll be offset by Medicare, but I think that med the Medicare premiums are going to take a big chunk of it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, typically, um, like last year, this past year, when Social Security gave that COLA adjustment, they also increased the premium for Medicare. Right. So we anticipate something similar happening forward, but we, we can't confirm that today. Now, in inflation, uh, when they do the inflation rate, they don't, they don't include things like food prices and, and gas prices, do they? <laughs> they do not. That was changed back in, I believe it was 2012, where the method that they were using to calculate inflation got adjusted, and they took some major things out of that. Um, and fuel and food costs were one of them. And those are two things that 
are, are significant expenditures for people um, that are you know doing retirement planning to consider. So theoretically, the eight point the eight percent is probably a lot higher than than the actual number we're hearing. Would would you agree to that? I would agree with that. I mean, I you know I can tell you that uh, just just uh, just in my household alone, you know we're we're seeing. You know, just things like bacon, eggs, oh, yeah. milk. Butter. <laughs> yeah. In my household, butter. My yeah. son has a favorite butter. In the last couple of years, um, I've seen the price of that butter go up almost a dollar and a half. You know, those are big numbers, and they affect how people conduct their lives, uh, their day-to-day activities. And so inflation, despite the 8.4% that you see, I suspect that that number uh, is is in the double digits someplace, probably low double digits, but double digits nonetheless. All right. I probably spent too much time on inflation, but it's on everybody's mind. So let's dig into some of the other uh, things that we're talking about here. Is 80% of my pre-retirement income enough in retirement? Well, that's an interesting question. We get that all the time from people that are getting ready to retire. You know, what do we need to retire on? The short answer is we don't know. The long answer is it's a list of questions. And depending on how you answer the questions will drive, you know, what you should have with respect to income at retirement. And some of those questions are, you know, what are your goals? What are you going to be doing? Uh, Are you going to have debt in retirement? Is your tax situation going to change? Uh, Will your spending habits change? Uh, Frankly, and just based on 20 some odd years of experience that we have, at guiding people through that process, most people spend less in retirement, not more. They spend more time with family. They typically are spending time with their grandbabies. And so, you know, although there's a lot of, there may be some additional travel, um, but we find that people actually are spending less in retirement, not more. Well, I I heard that the yeah, I'm go sorry, ahead. Kevin. I heard like, you know, the early part of retirement, the go-go years, you might spend more, but then as you get a little older, the spending definitely cuts down. You're not doing as much and, and maybe traveling as much. Is that right? Correct. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. So, you know, what we just talked, what we just covered, you know, those are some of the major questions that we asked during the retirement planning process. You know, we think it's critical, you know, our process is that we plan the work and work the plan. Uh, meaning that we flush out all of the things that we're anticipating that are going to happen. We we align finances around that. Uh, we determine, you know, potentially what's going to be required and what your first step is or what your jump off point is. Uh, once we have that baseline, then we can assess current and future assets and start the planning process. Once that planning process has been completed, uh, then we go back to the beginning, and then we can start doing things like asset allocation, looking at income planning, and also looking at things like taxes. And, and Robin is our is our tax expert, so I'll toss it over to her and let her have a quick discussion about what happens in retirement with uh, income taxes. Yes, typically people think that when they retire, their tax bill is going to be less, and not necessarily so because some of the um, factors to consider Yes, you may be losing salary and wages, but for few folks, there might be a pension in play. So that will just be a, a replacement. You're losing the salary, but you're picking up this pension. Um, also, the big factor for a lot of retirees that have um, qualified dollars in IRAs, 401ks, 
is the RMD calculation that um, happens when you turn 72. So that adds to that income. So um, the immediate thought process is, oh, we're going to get a pay raise because when we retire, we're not going to have that much income coming in on the, to the tax return. But the um, the reality is, is that most of our clients see that increase in taxes because of that RMD requirement at age 72. So we, we do some strategic long-term planning to be able to accommodate and factor that um, into the equation for so, those long-term plans. Terrific, Robin. Thank you. Some of the uh, questions here in this segment we've covered already uh, through uh, parts of our discussion. So I want to jump ahead a little bit, and let me ask you about this. Is longevity risk a big deal? Well, that's an interesting question because longevity risk, obviously, is your risk of living too long and outliving your money. And so I'll circle back and, and, and bring you back to the discussion about planning. Our planning typically takes people beyond whatever their projected longevity is. Um, but as people get older, um, your longevity actually goes up through things like technology, drug development, vaccine development. Uh, we're seeing uh, more and more cures for disease and the ability to treat uh, disease in the body, and that is going to result in people living longer. So whatever you think you need to have from a longevity point of view in your planning process, uh, we always encourage clients to expand that out beyond what you think you're going to need. Mm-hmm. Reminds me, you're familiar with the movie Kingpin? Remember Kingpin with yes. Woody Harrelson? Okay, so there's a scene yes. in which he's leaving the apartment, <laughs> and there's an older gentleman sitting on a bench, and he's got the oxygen on, he's smoking a cigarette. Woody Harrelson says, hey, how's life? He goes, taking forever. <laughs> I thought that was a great line. Yeah, am I right? All right, one that more. That is we, true. We have about a minute before we uh, wrap up the segment. So let's ask a real question quick about when is there, maybe this is, it takes a long time, when is the right time to claim Social Security? Yeah, so that's, we talked about that a little bit in our last show, but generally, um, it's a calculation. Uh, a lot of people, about 40% of what we do uh, from a planning and from a guidance point of view is done on finances, and about 60% of what we do is behavioral. The behavioral part, most people want to elect as soon as you can get it. From our point of view, it's more of a quantitative analysis. Uh, we will look and project out Social Security beginning at age 62, 63, 64, every year all the way up to age 70, and back into when is the most appropriate and the most efficient time to elect Social Security. Uh, generally speaking, though, Social Security at age 70, if you have not elected Social Security, it does not grow beyond age 70 other than the COLA uh, increase. So at age 70, all, everyone ought to be taking uh, Social Security. All right, Kevin, let's talk about the offer we have for our listeners today. Sure. We are uh, very passionate uh, about guiding our clients through a secure and independent retirement. Uh, that's why we keep a few openings on our calendar for listeners to sit down and get a no-cost obligation assessment or second opinion to help review and assure that you are on the right path. The consultation will help you determine how prepared you are and your, and how prepared your portfolio is to handle the dangers like inflation, as we just discussed, market volatility, and taxation. You've worked very hard for your money, and we'll work just as hard to help you protect and grow it. Our strategies are often used by people with millions saved for retirement. 
You have the desire and commitment, and we have the knowledge and expertise. So for the next 10 callers who have $200,000 or more saved for retirement, get the fact-based approach you deserve along with better answers to your financial challenges and objectives by calling us now. We have offices in High Point and Mooresville, North Carolina. All right, good stuff, Kevin. The number is 800-757-6062, 800-757-6062. Our goal at the show is to help you make your best decisions. So if you have any questions about what we were talking about or you'd like to connect with Robin and Kevin, call that number, 800-757-6062. You are listening to Wealth Over Taxes with Robin and Kevin. What do you guys want to tackle in the next segment? Sometimes we have to face things head on. Long-term care is one of them. When we come back, we'll go over some alternatives to long-term care insurance. Welcome back to the show. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. This is Wealth Over Taxes with Kevin Sullivan and Robin Whitlock. They are advisors with Infinite Wealth Advisors, and we are back getting into our second segment today on the show. So if you think you don't have to worry about long-term health care, think again. Typically, women need long-term care 3.7 years on average, men 2.2, and while only about a third of people who are 65 may never need long-term care. 20% will need it longer than five years. Are you prepared? Now, starting the process can be a little unnerving. We have some insight from Arvette Reed. She is the Client Services Director at Signature and State and Investment Advisors, and here's what she had to say. Most financial professionals talk about planning for college or planning for a home renovation when you're younger or maybe planning for retirement or your legacy, but no one really says how to plan for healthcare expenses. And it falls in that weird like emergency bucket and the same pool is like replacing your roof when really it shouldn't. So I like to encourage people to start making that healthcare emergency fund earlier than later. Yeah, this is a big issue, isn't it? Long-term care, uh, Kevin and Robin, huh? It is. Unfortunately, both Robin and I have uh, firsthand experience with this. Uh, Robin's mom is in a long-term care facility, and my mother is in an Alzheimer's facility. My mom is 85. She'd been there for about two years. Uh, unfortunately, by the time she was put in there, um, she did not have long-term care. Uh, despite my encouraging her to do that. So she's paying out of pocket. Mm -hmm. uh, I know Robin has a story behind that as well. So I'll let, uh, I'll let her have a quick, quick yes. discussion about that. Yes. I'm an advocate for long-term care as well. Yes. Stemming from my own experience. Um, my mother um, is a stroke survivor and she had her first stroke when she was age 55. And of course, anyone that's um, had strokes knows some of the complications that can stem from that. And of course, long short um, as we move forward through time my mother is 78 now and and um, she's been in a nursing facility for several years only because she has become fully um, reliant on having to have 24-hour assistance so yes I'm a very big advocate for long-term care and and as part of our planning process that is one of the items that we explore with our clients um, especially if there's um, history of some type of illness that would 
um, requires some form of long-term care. Well, I'm sorry you guys are both going through that. I know how uh, difficult that can be. Now, I read that somewhere you need $300,000, you know, for health covering health expenses in retirement. And there's a number of new ways that that this can be funded. Uh, Let's talk about a life insurance policy with with a long-term rider. What's what's that all about? That um, a life insurance policy is exactly like what it says. It's a life insurance policy that has a chronic care rider where you can access the death benefit if you end up in a situation where you need um, care in a qualified care facility. You can access those um, dollars. Say, for example, uh, 300000 you could go in and pull out you know, $250,000 and use that to pay for your care in a qualified care facility. Robin, is that a relatively new uh, product or a new way? I, I haven't heard about this before. Uh, that particular product, those um, type of offerings pr- have been around for probably 10 years, okay. at least 10 years. But it, it's just something that most people, when they think long uh, life insurance, they just think, death benefit. by this policy, yeah, right. yeah. I die, my beneficiaries receive a death benefit. I got you. Okay. What is an asset-based policy? What is that? Now, that is a newer um, form of hybrid policy, and and that, um, out of all the offerings that we have, that tends to be one of my more favored um, type of products because you can invest a sum of money into this product, and it offers you not only um, long-term care coverage as a rider, but it also has a death benefit piece if you do not use the policy for that long-term care coverage. And if you don't have a situation where you go into long-term care, there is a feature where at the end of a certain period of time, if you say, you know, I I just don't think I'm ever going to use this or I'm not going to need this, you can get that cash value back after a period of time. So it just, it gives the, the client a place to invest a lump sum of money. They're not just throwing money away where it can grow they can use it to cover um, a long-term care event. If they don't use it for the long-term care event, there's a life insurance piece to that. And if at the end of the day, they just don't want the policy anymore after a period of time, they can cash that policy in. Yeah, I think you, you, one, one, of, one of the benefits of the, of, of the asset-based uh, type uh, policy is that in an asset-based policy, there's typically some the qualifications for it a little bit more simple. Um, so they typically have what they call knockout questions. So there's right. half a dozen questions that you have to answer. And if you answer to the good side of those questions, then you get approved as opposed to a typical long-term care where you're paying a premium every single year. And when you purchase those things, uh, there's a lot more health. There's a, they're, they're a lot more invasive from a, from a health questionnaire point of view. Oh, I see. Okay. So you will get a portions of your premium back if you decide at some point you don't think you're going to need the long-term care? Correct. That is correct. Okay, cool. What is, um? I know we talk about annuities from time to time. Everybody talks about annuities as good ones and bad ones. So uh, let's talk about annuities and how you could help uh, fund long-term care this way. In the annuity space, um, one of the options is you could designate a certain sum of money, whatever that amount you think that you will need will be, and just place that into an immediate annuity where it would pay out a sum of money every month for as long as you are in that facility or for the rest of your life. Um, I've used those over the years for that specific reason where, a perfect example, I had a client that had Alzheimer's, he was single, and he just wanted to make sure that he, his bill was going to be covered even when he said he was not in this world. So um, we allocated a portion of his estate into a single premium immediate annuity. 
and we turned that on and his bills were covered every month from that um, single premium immediate annuity. You know, it's funny. I see commercials all the time about don't buy annuities, but those are obviously misleading because, like I said earlier, there's some good ones and some some bad ones. Am I right? That is correct. That's yeah, I mean, anytime you hear um, advertisements about don't buy, you know, blanket statements like don't buy this, mm-hmm. don't buy mutual right. funds, don't buy annuities, don't buy, don't buy, you know, everything has its place. And so, again, you know, we'll circle back to the planning process. The planning process gives you the ability to flush out the things that are going to be required for you at retirement. And that allows us to be very strategic. Um, And then uh, from the planning point of view, and then very tactical, um, getting into the details and making recommendations that uh, are going to align with what your objectives are. So I would, you know, anytime you hear anybody saying anything, you know, talking about things like uh, everything like this is bad, you probably need to run away from that. Mm-hmm. So obviously, it's not a cookie cutter approach, as you mentioned, uh, Kevin, you sit down with your clients and determine what their needs are, where they are in their life, uh, how much money they have saved up till this point. I mean, there's a million different variables to go over with your potential clients, right? There, There, there is. So it's, you know, again, it's plan the work and work the plan. So uh, sit down, uh, define the things that you need, define the risks that are out there. And risk is not just market risk, but risk is, you know, what is your risk of going into a long-term care facility? You know, what is your risk of outliving your money? So those are just a couple of, of different things that we look at uh, in addition to looking at, you know, the amount of risk that you have in your portfolio. So you want to look and assess all those things and then put your plan together in such a way that you accommodate or you minimize all of those exposures. All right. We are talking to Kevin Sullivan and Robin Whitlock. The show is Wealth Over Taxes. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. A couple of minutes left in this segment. Let's talk about saving money for long-term care. Everybody needs to save, but sometimes it's difficult to do. It is very hard to do that. Yes, it's um, it's a part of a process. You just have to, with that those extra dollars that you're saving every week for that new car, you just need to set aside funds for that long-term care. Um, when you're younger, you think that that's never going to happen. But the reality is someone, whether it be you, your spouse, or someone in your family is going to experience a long-term care event. It's really important that you just take a few bucks every week and just set it aside in an emergency account. Yeah, I went through a phase where I bought a lot of new cars over the years. You know, so I look back, ah, probably shouldn't have done that, you know. Oh, but I like cars. Oh, I do love cars. I had, oh gosh, I had Beamers and Lexus, all kinds of stuff. And said, after a point, I go, yeah, not so good anymore. Those high payments were ridiculous, you know, really yeah. was. And of course, the last thing you could do, and this is this is not always easy, turning to family and friends uh, for help. That's a lot of them have their own issues as well, you know. It's very difficult, but yes, that is one of the items in the plan. If you don't have any resources, you're going to have to rely on family and friends. And a lot of times the scenario is that you're not near any family and friends when you reach a certain point in your life and it it becomes very difficult. So the way to remedy that is to try to start saving earlier, just, you know, putting a small portion of money aside every week for that event. Right. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about the offer we have uh, for today, Robin. 
Kevin. Very good. Investments that have an impact on taxes, and taxes are near and dear to my heart. Taxes have impacts on the investments. Managing one without the view of the other means you could be paying too much. So for the next 10 callers who have $200,000 or more saved for retirement, we've set aside some openings on our calendar for listeners. Go ahead and call in and take advantage of a complimentary second opinion or financial consultation with an experienced team. Our approach can help make a difference for you and your family by looking at your unique situation and making recommendations tailored to those specific needs. By doing this, we can properly rebalance your portfolio between risky and safe investments, help you avoid costly tax mistakes, help you maximize Social Security, and so much more. So call now and get on the schedule for this no-cost offer made available to our listeners with $200,000 saved for retirement. All right, folks, it's advice like this that shows how important it is to meet with a financial coach who understands the ins and outs of the financial world. Take advantage of this opportunity. Make sure you're on the right path, and the path is based on your risk preferences, your budget, and your goals. Get a hold of Kevin or Robin right now, 800-757-6062. Call them after the show, 800-757-6062. And a reminder, they're fiduciary, so they have to keep the best interests of their clients. That's what they have to do first. All right, we are going to take a short break, but we'll be back. What do you guys want to tackle in the next segment? Good or bad, we are creatures of habit. When we come back, we'll tackle some bad habits to break as you enter that financial red zone. Hi there. Welcome back to the show. The show is Wealth Over Taxes with Kevin Sullivan and Robin Whitlock. It's Infinite Wealth Advisors. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and we are plowing through some of the issues that you're facing retirement or if you're in that retirement red zone as we talk about. So let's uh, dive into segment three here. So uh, to ensure you're not coming up short on retirement savings or worse, ultimately sabotaging your future retirement, we want you to get rid of some uh, bad habits. So let's talk about some of these things today. Uh, spending now rather than saving for later. We uh, talked about this a little bit in the last uh, segment with my car fetish. So, uh, Robin and Kevin, uh, let's let's dive into this one. Sure. I mean, uh, this is this is our wheelhouse. So you know, when we talk about the planning process, if you don't plan, you, you're never going to know how much you're going to need to retire. And hope, by the way is not a plan. So, you know, maybe you're, you know, you're keeping your spending under control so you can save more for retirement, but are you really saving it? You know, are, are those efforts really going to pay off? Um, have you, are you keeping track of what you're saving? Are you, have you estimated what you think you're going to need? Have you gone through that process uh, of determining specifically what your retirement needs are going to be? You know, we find that that it's for, for a lot of people, it's difficult to do that. And having a third party come in and look and assess your situation, ask you those questions, really dig into the details and then assemble uh, a plan of action around that can be really critical to making sure that retirement is successful. You know, when we talk about the red zone, you know, the red, what is the red zone? Well, the red zone is, it varies for, for lots of people. We think that the red zone, if you're going to retire at age 65, 
we think that the red zone starts at age 50 um, at a minimum. Uh, but when you're 15 years out, you ought to be really starting to zero down on the things that you need to do. If you stay on plan, uh, there's a pretty good chance that you can retire early. And a lot of people do that. Uh, a lot of our clients do that. We have a good solid plan in place and they have the ability to exit out of the employment space even before their objective time frame. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, so that it's being true. on the uh, the twenty five yard line instead of the twenty. That's your red zone. If I put the football <laughs> analogy, am I right? Yes, correct. Uh, yes. All right. So uh, underestimating how much money you're going to need in retirement—that's a big deal too. It, it is. I mean, and again, it's it's part of the planning process. It's it's understanding what your uh, income requirements are going to be, um, and then uh, again, planning the work and working the plan. And I'll, I'll say that a thousand times. Uh, because that's really what we do. We want to determine what that number is. It's not a random number, and it's not the same number for everybody. It's specific to what your circumstances are. If you're going to be a big spender in the first years of retirement, the first five, 10 years of retirement, then you need to have a lot more money. If you're you know, going to get on your tractor and ride around your farm you know, every single day, and you're not going to spend a lot of money, then you probably aren't going to need a lot of assets. Um, the fact is that most people are going to be somewhere in between. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that, Kevin, because my in-laws, my mother-in-law and father-in-law, when they retired, they they and they, had, they had grandkids coming and going. They had a big family, so the people were always in the house. And they were quite comfortable just hanging around the house and having the grandkids and their kids come over. And, you know, they had a pool for the grandkids and hanging out in the backyard. And that was, you know, that was their retirement. And, you know, my wife and I said, don't you want to travel? Don't you want to do things? And I go, no, we're perfectly fine here. So, like you said, everybody's a, a little different, huh? They are. I mean, we, you know, we were, uh, Robin and I uh, got back uh, last night from uh, Tennessee, and uh, we have some clients that live out there, and they have an RV, and they RV everywhere. Mm. That, that's all they do. They, they travel all over the country, and they run around in their RV. So it's, you know, to each their own. Yeah. But the, the, the point is, is that knowing that, defining what that criteria is going to be, and planning around that, and then putting a plan to execute to make sure that you're hitting those objectives is really important. And we went to see them yesterday and just did a check-in with them. And we had to make a couple of minor adjustments, but they're, they're, they're right on plan, which is, you know, and they were really happy with that. That's what I want to do. I want to hop in that RV and get going. My wife, not so much. I don't think <laughs> I mean, her idea of roughing is is a Ramada rather than a Marriott. I mean, so you know, it's a little different for. So that's going to be a problem for me. All right, uh, sorry, back on on track here. Uh, misunderstanding what uh, diversification means. Uh, you know, we need to diversify. How many times do you hear that? A lot. Oh, a lot. We yeah, we hear that all the time, and and it means different things to different folks. So, um, it you know, in in our wheelhouse, it just means being able to weather the financial storm by allocating assets based on looking for your safe money, looking for your money at risk, looking for that emergency fund, just having those buckets filled um, as you approach retirement. That is to us, that's what diversification is. Yeah, but it's not like, you know, so you have a 401k and you have all these different funds and things. That's not diversification because that, that's one particular product. You're talking about having multiple products, safe money and risk money and, and so on. Am I right, Robin? 
You are absolutely correct. Yes, people think that having that one bucket with the mini buckets underneath the one big bucket is a way to diversify. And that is not necessarily accurate when you're retiring. Um, we have to look at your big picture and we're making those forecasts for you know 20 and 30 years out. So we need to look at a longer time horizon than just one one dimensional. Mm-hmm. Okay. Saving only when uh, the market is doing well. That's uh, I'm sure a lot of people do that. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and, and actually, I would, I would, I would, I would beg to differ, and and the reason for that is that consistency is everything. Um, so if you're if you're putting money away on a consistent basis, um, you're doing what they call dollar cost averaging. So you know, if you're buying, uh, you know, an ETF or a stock at you know twenty dollars a share and the market goes through a pullback like it has been in 2022 and you can now buy that stock at $15 a share uh, as long as you're consistently purchasing that you're bringing down your cost basis in that holding and eventually when that market starts to recover you've had a higher percentage of gain uh, when you've acquired that stock at a much lower price. All right, I see. Interesting. Okay. So one of the things, too, that I'm sure you get calls all the time is people, you know, overreacting to market volatility, you know. And, you know, I, I mean, you, I, you need to keep an eye on your portfolio, but you don't need to watch the stock market every minute. Am I right? That is correct. We tell people, turn off the news, turn <laughs> off the headlines. Do not look at that because, as I told a client this morning, I said, if you're going to do that, watch multiple outlets and make your own assessment about what what is right in your opinion <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot yeah, of i mean opinions a, a lot there. of that goes back to, to to the discussion of you know 40 percent financial 60 percent behavioral robin and i spend a lot of time doing behavioral management with people and behavioral management is don't make emotional decisions when the market's really volatile because chances are that whatever decision you make, if it's a decision to sell, it's probably going to be the wrong decision. Right. Mm-hmm. That is correct. And, and history has a, a shows that markets can bounce back, so you don't want to get too crazy. All right. Uh, putting contributions on autopilot, that's something that sounds like a, a good plan. It is a, it's part of the overall plan. Yes, we, you know, I think that we mentioned or touched on this in our segment last week It for saving for that, whether it's your long-term care event or your rainy day fund, your HVAC, whatever, make sure you just have money automatically going out of your checking account into that investment account. It's just like if you take that same amount of money and go and buy a nice cup of coffee, you just have that same amount of money sent automatically to your investment account. And before you know it, you will have a nice little nest egg in that account. And make sure you're taking your employee matches on your 401k, right? That's important. That's free money. At a, at a minimum, uh, for, for if you're making contributions to your 401k or your 403b or your 457 plan, you ought to be making a contribution that is at least, at least what the employer is contributing. So if the employer is contributing... then you ought to be contributing 6% because it's like getting a 6% raise for free. Mm -hmm. A couple of minutes left in our uh, segment. So we'll bounce around a little bit. Some of the questions here. Uh, One of the things interesting is uh, you don't factor in for emergencies. I mean, those, those things you need to plan for as best you can. That is right. Yeah. Most people just think, you know, they'll get on day to day and everything will be fine. Got that next paycheck coming in, but emergencies do happen as we are all aware of. So it's really important that even if it's 
10 or $20 a week that you're putting into that savings account, make sure you're making that effort. And as you move forward and as you approach retirement, you want to increase those emergency savings. Yeah, one of the things, too, that people do are concerned about is withdrawing money maybe uh, too quick. But as you guys have talked about, uh, this is all part of the plan of how much money you can withdraw from your uh, retirement assets every year. That, that is correct. So it's, again, plan the work, work the plan. If you stick with some basic criteria uh, when you are doing your retirement planning uh, and some structure, uh, you will have a successful retirement. All right. That's what we aim for every week here on the show. This is our second week with uh, Kevin and Robin. And I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. The show is Wealth Over Taxes there with Infinite Wealth Advisors. We've been just plowing through the show here today, and we are ready for that next offer, guys. It's more important than ever to make sure that you and your family have access to a fiduciary financial planning team. Our holistic process takes a look at your entire financial picture. We break it down, put it on an easy-to-understand one-page financial review, and confirm that you have enough to last the rest of your life and have a ton of fun if that's what you're looking for. So, as a thank you for listening to the show, we will perform a complimentary financial review of your portfolio to see if you might need a more comprehensive approach and plan. We want to know what your main concerns and worries are in regard to your financial planning, whether that's outliving your money, deciding which social security strategy to choose, recognizing the amount and fees you're paying, or just trying to be more tax efficient. Robin and I will collaborate and put together our best ideas specifically for you. We will give this plan to you in writing, and it's yours to take home. No gimmicks and no commitments. As a thank you for listening to the show, we'll perform that easy-to-understand financial review on a complimentary basis. All right, the first step is sit down with a financial coach. If something we're talking about resonates with you or you feel the need to get the second opinion, make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals and a very important, your risk tolerance that we just talked about. Call 800-757-6062, 800-757-6062. Get a hold of Robin Whitlock and Kellen Sullivan of Infinite Wealth Advisors. We are going to take a short break. You know what's coming up next, guys, right? Time for more questions from listeners, and we've got the answers coming up. Hi there. Welcome back to the show. The show is Wealth Over Taxes. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me, Kevin Sullivan, Robin Whitlock, Infinite Wealth Advisors, we have been going over so many issues that are on the minds of retirees today and this is the favorite part of the show for kevin and robin we put them on the hot seat we ask questions from our listeners let's uh, get right into it all right uh maddie and what's it uh, my company offers a 401k and a roth 401k currently i contribute six percent to my 401k and eight percent to my roth 401k now is this a good long-term strategy i want to contribute all all of my Roth 401k starting in 2023. Is this a better strategy? Also, can I take my principal I need from my Roth 401k since it's after tax dollars? Well, that's like four questions. Am I right? Yeah, that's a lot yeah. of questions. It really is. So, <laughs> good question. Yeah, so let me take a couple of those and then, and then Robin could take a couple. Is it a good strategy to switch over to all Roth 401k? That's a tax question. Um, and it's also a planning question. 
the, the, the fact is, is that if you're in a higher tax bracket while you're working, it may not necessarily be better for you to put money in a Roth 401k while you're working because you're paying taxes on those dollars and then that contribution is being made. So think of if you're in a 30% tax bracket while you're working and you're in a 15% tax bracket when you retire, you've paid taxes at 30% to make a contribution in a Roth 401k versus a regular 401k uh, where you have a pre-tax contribution made. So the answer is you want to really look at that and have and have an advisor assess uh, from a tax point of view if that is advantageous. Right. Uh, to the second piece of that, um, if you want to take money out of the 401k since it's after tax dollars, um, you are correct. It is after tax dollars. There's a couple of things to know about that, though. One is that the money has to stay in there for at least five years. So there's a five-year seasoning period. If you take the money out before five years, that is a taxable event, and you pay a t and you pay a ten percent penalty on top of that. Um, if you are not fifty-nine and a half, and you withdraw money out of your Roth four hundred one k, there is also a uh, a ten percent penalty. So you want to be real careful about taking money out of a Roth 401k if one, it has not been seasoned, and two, if you are not 59 and a half yet. Yes, right. and I think I'll echo um, those answers and, and sitting down with us and, and laying out a, a plan and looking at all of the assets and then how far away from retirement you are and just looking at what your um, tax implications might be when you retire based on if you have pensions and so forth coming in. Those are some things that we can sit down and determine um, during an um, in-person session with us. All right. Good question from Maddie. Maddie, I'm going to warn you one question next time, please, or you're out of the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only kidding, Maddie. That's okay. Sorry. That's okay. We like, we like people that are asking questions because typically people that are asking questions are people that are looking for advice and for looking for direction. And that's what we're here for. Yeah. That's really good stuff, Maddie. Sorry about that. You're, you're welcome in any time, Maddie. Okay. Uh, Sean in Greensboro, my advisor with a well-known company has my retirement portfolio in 20 or more funds, 30% in EF, uh, ETFs and cash funds for those. Very confusing. Sounds confusing reading it. Uh, they claim to be a fiduciary. <laughs> the money is safe, but uh, returns given this year, 4.9%, have not been good enough, in my opinion. I'm 65. My spouse is 64. Is my portfolio spread across too many funds given my age? Hey, I am not a financial advisor, but I'm, I'm red flags have gone up on this one for me. Yeah, just from hearing you read that, Gary, I think <laughs> I think you've answered the question. Um, again, not trying to avoid the question, but in this particular scenario, if we do a consultation, we can sit down and look at all of your assets, especially at your ages, um, being that you're either in retirement or close to retirement. We could take a look to see what those allocations are. But I know if you're with a well-known large company, those companies typically have boilerplate plans and they just stick you in all the funds that they have available and, and everybody gets the same treatment. So um, for us, come in, bring your statements and bring all of your, um, you know, your pension plan information and other information that you're going to have to retire. And we can sit down and we can create a plan for you and, and we can evaluate those funds that you currently have in that retirement portfolio and, and just give you an assessment of your current situation. Now, just reading the question doesn't seem very customized uh, to me. Am I getting that right? You are correct. Yes, that is that is correct. I mean, I, when you do one plan, it's one plan. If you're being thrown into a bucket with people that are not quite like you, but close to like you, 
that's not a plan. That's a plan that everybody else is that, that everybody else is executing. So you want your plan to be specific to your circumstances um, and be specific to what your criteria is and what your goals and objectives are. If you're not getting that, then you probably should be talking to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I got you. Kind of an analogy in the radio business. We have you know worked with consultants over the years, and uh, there was some known for some some great advice and you know great help to uh, to the radio stations. But others, you know, it was like here's their plan, here's their cookie cutter out. They didn't care what you were doing or how you were doing it. They had the plan, and that they were going to put that plan in place regardless of your circumstances. So it reminds me of that a little bit too, I guess. Uh, yeah, and that's not really acting as a fiduciary. A fiduciary is a best interest, you know, contract between you and your client. Um, and look, you know, we're 20 years, uh, you know, doing this. And, you know, our, our clients come first. And if you take care of your clients, your clients will take care of you. So, you know, they you want people to have confidence and you want your clients to have confidence in the advice that you're giving them. Uh, so clearly, Sean is not getting the advice that maybe he thinks he should be getting or not getting the assurances that he should be getting that is getting that's got him kind of zeroed down on those retirement years. Um, so again, 40% financial, 60% behavioral. Mm-hmm. If your behavioral is out of whack, that means you're going to make bad decisions. And when you make bad decisions, that's going to get you, you know, off center. Sean is not feeling the love as far as I'm concerned, is he? <laughs> not at no, all. No, Sean is not. Sean is not feeling the love. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You talk about, you know, all the years you guys have been doing this, and it's like I've talked to some other uh, folks in the uh, financial world, and they say that their clients, and I'm sure you feel like this too, they become friends and family because you're with them 20, 30 years if, if things go well. Am I right? You are correct. Yes, we have some clients that we consider very close friends, and you develop those relationships um, over the long haul, and, and it's really special to us. We're, we, we're not just friends because we're your advisor, but we we become integral parts of families, and um, that means a lot to us. Yeah, yeah and, you know, a lot of that is a, just a demonstration of competency. Um, you know, if you're questioning your if you're questioning your advisor, then that advisor probably has not demonstrated competency to you, and so you know that's a critical element is making sure that you have people that really understand and know what they're doing. No, I mean, I was impressed by you guys, you know, either hopping in the car, hopping on a plane, going to Tennessee to see your client. I mean, that that's something uh, above and beyond. I mean, I'm sure who's ever representing Sean wouldn't even think of doing that, you know? I don't know who his advisory firm is, but, you know, if getting on an airplane is what's required for us to make sure that people are connected with their plan, then that's what we do. And uh, both Rob and I, Fortunately, uh, have the ability to spend a lot of time traveling um, and visiting with clients. With the clients. That, that, yeah. that can't, you know, if they can't get in here, then we go see them. All right, I think I beat up enough on Sean's company, didn't I? <laughs> time to move on. <laughs> okay, okay, we beat him up good. All right, uh, James in High Point. Uh, after once using the uh, 1031 exchange, we purchased a rental home. After renting it for years, we thinking of moving in. How many years does it take to revert back to? personal property to avoid those taxable, uh, the, um, the capital gains taxes, I guess. I know in um, recent history, we actually have a client that just did this. It's um, five years. Uh, 1031s are complicated. So if that's something that you are interested in, we have experience in that. But we'd like for you to come in and sit down with us or we can come to you and we can look at your individual situation and what your goals are with that property because there are some specific tax laws and the tax laws changed um, over the last couple of years so um, again 
James not avoiding you. Um, but if you want to come in and have a chat with us about your specific situation to make um, sure that makes sense for you, then we are happy to do that. But it is five years. Right. A lot of these questions, yeah. we don't have enough information to really give them great advice. We need well, to we, know we, more. We, yeah, we, yeah, we right. don't. And in addition to that, there are there, there's lots of idiosyncrasies in, in exchanges. So, you know, if you're in an economic developed uh, if you have a piece of property in an economic developed uh, area, you know, the, the, there's a different set of criteria of what you can and can't do um, with those exchanges. So, um, again, you want to be specific. You want to get specific advice. Do not take blanket advice from people because blanket advice is exactly what it sounds like. It's blanket advice. It's a one size fits all. Um, if you were an extra large, you're going to have a hard time going in and buying a football jersey that's an extra small. <laughs> I should text for mentioning my wardrobe here. It's like, you know, my shirt's a little tight today. It's a nice, it's a nice visual, though. Yeah, exa yeah, exactly. Not really. All right. Time for one more question. Stephen Artsdale, uh, starting in 2018, my spouse has acquired four separate 401k plans from employers in three states. Is it possible to combine all these 401k plans into one? Yeah, it, it is. Um, and we typically recommend that um, normally... Uh, when people leave uh, their place of employment and they leave the 401k there out of sight, out of mind. So you're not uh, reassessing uh, the holdings that are in the 401k. And again, lining that back to what your plan of attack is for retirement. So we are firm believers in rolling those into a self-directed IRA. So you have some control over the assets and we can make sure that we've got those assets properly aligned uh, with what your action plan is for retirement. All right. That's good stuff. Great questions from our listeners today. And as we wrap up the show, it's flown right on by really quick, uh, quickly today. I want to give uh, Robin and Kevin uh, one more chance to uh, tell our listeners this terrific offer we have for them. Now's a good time to open up the phone lines. If you're one of the next 10 callers who have $200,000 saved, we've set aside time on our calendar to meet with you. We can help give you some clarity surrounding one of the most vital issues of your financial life through a complimentary strategic planning session or a thorough second opinion review. Here is what you'll get. An analysis of your current investments with a financial advisor. This will include a fee analysis and a personalized, comprehensive, non-biased Morningstar report on your current situation, as well as recommendations on simple tweaks and changes that could be made to increase your chances of retirement income success. Two, we will also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. In addition, you'll get a personalized long-term financial retirement income plan to help you reach your goals. Confidence is a powerful tool, especially when you're approaching retirement. All right, folks, there's no cost, no obligation to get a better handle on your financial situation to find out what your investments are really costing you because of high fees or commissions, what future tax implications will be, how much income you can securely generate from that once you uh, move into retirement. Pick up the phone right after the show. Here shows almost over 800-757-6062, 800-757-6062. And get a hold of Robin Whitlock and Kellen Sullivan. The show is Wealth Over Taxes, and they are with Infinite Wealth Advisors. So great to spend time with you guys today. The show just flew right on by. We'll uh, look forward to talking to you next week again. Great. great. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. 
Advisory services offered through Naples Asset Management Company, LLC, NAMCOA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Kevin Sullivan and Robin Whitlock provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas in financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Infinite Wealth Advisors, LLC. By contacting Infinite Wealth Advisors, LLC, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products. Insurance products and advisory services may only be provided to residents whom an insurance agent or advisor is properly licensed or registered. Please consult with us or your financial advisor for more information.